in this episode using satellites to get a more complete view of Red Sea coral reefs. Welcome to the Nature Middle East podcast broadcasting from Cairo, Egypt. Every episode highlights new and exciting research from this region. Coral reefs, they're the rainforests of the oceans. They occupy less than half a percent of them, but they host over a third of their marine animals. They produce copious amounts of organic material and they're buffers for many a shoreline. But like rainforests, they're dying faster than ever. Today, we look at new research that tracked the gene flow among Red Sea coral reefs using satellites. We talk to one of the scientists who hopes this research will protect reefs better in the future. This is a new episode of Nature Middle East Podcast. I'm Pakinam Aymer, and today we're looking at coral reefs from space. Their ecosystems are fragile. They're constantly pounded by threats brought on by climate change and bad human practices. But they are fascinating to scientists trying hard to protect them. You see, coral reefs accumulate biodiversity like no other habitat in the ocean. And they represent some of the largest and most complex ecosystem on the planet. Reefs have a way of communicating with each other. They use oceanic currents and physical pathways, and they're constantly swapping biological material like eggs or larvae and exchanging genetic information. That gene and organic material flow boast the health and diversity of the reefs. The more the connections, the healthier they are. And it's these connections that the scientists from our study set out to track and scrutinize with a focus on the Red Sea. With this research, we were trying to identify from remotely sensed data sets, from satellites, the reefs that they were most connected. And we identified some very important reefs within the Red Sea. We call them, we can call them mother reefs, for instance, that uh, the majority of the connections, um, they were starting initiating from those reefs. That was Dr. Dionysus Raitsus, senior scientist and one of the remote sensing group that tracked the Red Sea coral reefs. You're now listening to the Nature Middle East podcast. Coming up, why is studying gene flow important to begin with? And the reefs that give the most, are they truly the best, strongest, healthiest out there? Listen on to know more. Apparently, there are two types of reefs, donors and recipients. The largest donors are called mother reefs because they're pretty prolific in terms of biomaterial. Besides satellite sea surface observations, the scientists use marine population data from the King Abdullah University of Science and Technology in Saudi Arabia to visualize large-scale physical pathways. To track the exchange between donors and recipients, the mothers, and the rest of the reefs. The process helped them explore the part that these pathways play in driving the gene flow between the reef systems in the Red Sea. One of the most important information that you can derive is to identify the most important reefs. We can call them, uh, in a non-scientific term, the mother reefs. And these are the source reefs that they are capable of transferring biological material to very distant reefs all over the place. For instance, in the Red Sea, we identified particular reefs that they had the capability of transporting biological material 800 kilometers away. And this is quite important with this technique that we identify the major sources within an ecosystem. This, they deserve conservation priority. Those mother reefs are keeping healthy the rest of the ecosystem. 
So if we are to protect and manage our reefs, we should certainly start from the sources. But the most prolific reefs may not necessarily be the most important, biologically speaking. It's why in the future, Dr. Raitsis and his team plan to confirm that the physically active reefs are indeed the healthiest and in turn should be prioritized in conservation. Our next step is to continue and identify, substantiate further our results because this is the first such study that we do. So it's open way more questions than initially thought. One of the next steps is certainly to substantiate further the quality of those important reefs that we found within the Red Sea, but also because we identified the most isolated reefs which exist in the southern Red Sea, we realized that these reefs are the most isolated in terms of genetics, but also in terms of physical flow. And we are thinking as a next step to start releasing particles even outside of the Red Sea, and we can see the impact of the northern Indian Ocean, the Arabian Seas, the Gulf of Aden, uh, and how these seas affect biologically the southern Red Sea, which is extremely isolated in comparison to the rest of the reefs within the Red Sea. If you've enjoyed knowing about this promising study, do check out the rest of our science coverage on nature.com slash East. You can follow this podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can also subscribe to our bi-weekly newsletter to have the latest news and feature stories delivered right to your email. I'm Pakinam Aymer. Thank you for listening. <laughs>